This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. Time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. <laughs> Yay, hey. we're here. So, oh, it's a wonderful day today so far, but it looks like it's probably going to be yucky as we... As we say this, um, a cooler Why? weekend. Cooler, thank God. Yes, I like that. Yeah, I they, like that. the rain is ling. They don't know yet, so let's just think positively. Okay. And it's going to sweep it's off. It's lovely push off out there the, today. Yes, it <clears throat> is nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All righty, and maybe this is the last of the humid days. Yes, it stinks. I like that. Yeah, so, what's too. going on in your world? Oh. Your boy was here? My boy was in my boy's coming home this weekend. Okay. He's been back in Philly now a couple of weeks. But last Friday, I went to visit him in New, in New York. He's not in New I York. Know. In Philadelphia. We had dinner with him at one of my favorite places in Manny Young, Manny Young called the Tomato Cafe. They have fabulous, all um, very, everything's organic and um, glut, a lot of it's gluten-free, which is why we go. They make mm-hmm. their own pizza crust, um, wonderful uh, tomato soup. It's just a great place. Two young guys started after they got out of college, and um, then they um, opened up another one in in Westchester. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're branching out, and they're, it's wonderful. We love it. So that's what we did. So John Peterson and Deb Peterson and Meyer and I went for a little trip for the day. We went through the back way, for, through the Poconos, and we stopped at Hot Dog Johnny's, everyone's oh, favorite. Yay. Of course, <laughs> since I don't know if the, the hot dogs are gluten-free, so of right. course, LC had some good old-fashioned French fries. All right. Um, no but don't bird, you have no to worry dog. about those, though? Yeah, but they don't fry anything but the potato, because okay. they don't offer anything else. So All that's right. why that was okay. fine. Right. And then we went back. We went the back way. We had a great time. We went. We always go. My aunt Mary, my father's sister, who passed three years ago, we used to go that way. My dad loved going to Philadelphia that way mm-hmm. because she lived in Yardley, and it was just easy to get to. We go. We went through Lambertville and in through New Hope. It's just a pretty different way to go. And then we um, got on. Um, uh, 95 and went in that direction into the city. So we had a good time. And then we stopped at this wonderful little place in Yardley. It's a guy who, I think he was a school teacher. And in his in the summer, he started a water ice company. And Philadelphia Water Ice is wonderful. And it's in the back um, off the main drag in Yardley. And it's called Yardley Water Ice. And they have about, I don't know, 20 different flavors. And you can make it a gel- gelato, I think, gelato. And you get the custard with it. And then our gelati, however the heck you say it. But mm-hmm. anyway, you could either get a plain water ice or with the custard. And it is the best water ice. It's real thick and it's like shaved ice. Mm-hmm. So it almost feels like it's 
got a real neat consistency, so it's not icy. I, it is icy, but it, it, the consistency is so neat that it's 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 like packed. Mm-hmm. And I get this cherry that has big black, big black Bordeaux cherries, and I mean it is pink in color and then these big cherry they have everything wow. so we we were to Meyer said well should we take the petersons because they've never been so we said yeah we'll stop and get a little so we did that so we went to cute little places stopped oh, at a few stores that's a nice day when you do and that. then we went to trader joe's in philadelphia oh, which we have yes. i have never ever ever been to and i wish we had one. Oh sure um and they're owned the same company two brothers evidently own aldi's which we do have yes. and trader joe's i didn't know they were related yes two brothers and they own each the yeah wow you know who told me a long time ago aldi's and trader joe's were the same company cool. was um eileen Poshus. long long and you know she knows everything about the about stock market too yeah, yeah. Right. so I never um Anyway, so we went there, and we had in the right in downtown. They have a, a great little parking lot, which is unusual in Center City, mm-hmm. and it was great. And then we met Sean. He met us with Fran Notariani, Jerry Notariani's son, and Susan's son. He's at Temple Law, and they took a ride in in to Maniunk and met us, and we had a wonderful day and evening. And then we got home about uh, 11, 30, 12 o'clock, so it was great. That's a nice day. Yes, it was a wonderful summer. It was a little hot, but... It was good. So we had we had a lot of fun. And so I have to say, at dinner, Sean said to me, Mom, Emma listens to your podcasts all the time. Did I tell you this? Podcasts or radio show? No. our po- She can't. She doesn't listen to the oh, show. Oh, she hears order, it as a podcast. So she goes back and okay. listens to the podcast. Yes. Mom, she listens to all of them. I said, oh. oh, I love it. And he said, she especially loves when you talk about me, meaning him. Now, Emma Connolly is the sweetest little girl i say little she's not little she's well i say that because she's 22 years old and sean met her at college at penn and they have been dating for about three or so years and Mm -hmm. i absolutely love her she's a sweetheart she's delightful she's brilliant she's a beautiful girl and more importantly she treats sean he her family is wonderful i met them when at graduation i had never met them before Mm -hmm. and i love her mom and dad she's got two brothers her one brother's getting married um this um september and they're wonderful people they live in connecticut and i just absolutely absolutely love her and And she and sean are so good together um what do you mean she is she graduated with sean and she signed up she did a two-year commitment for tfa oh so she's teaching in philadelphia one of the philadelphia public Mm -hmm. schools and so sean is there too doing his thing with katie mcginty so but I just love her. So I said, Sean, I'm going to give Emma a real, real big shout out next time. So Major she knows. League. Huh? <laughs> it was a big one, right? <laughs> yeah. I just love her. I, and it's so nice when, you, when you're the mom of a boy and you meet their girlfriend or mm-hmm. whatever and you really love them. Mm-hmm. It's such a good thing. Because I remember when Sean wanted to go to Duke. I said, you're not going to Duke. He goes, Mom. I said, well, okay. I mean, I would not tell you where to, you can't go places. But I said, there's no way that you're going there and coming home with some Southern Belle. There's no way that's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Yankee, okay? That's how it works. But anyway, he did. (laughs) And I'm kidding, really. But, you know. um, Not not really. So, um, anyway, he, 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 and so she's from Connecticut. And I'm like, yes. And I love it. And so you have to hear the story. It's so cute. Of course, Emma's dad is Irish Catholic and her mom is Jewish. So she was raised Jewish. Mm -hmm. And and so when she and Sean started dating, I guess Emma said something to 
her about, well, your mom, does your mom, like, she wouldn't be concerned at all that I'm of a different religion, like that I'm Jewish. And, my, and Sean goes, uh, hello, my mother's engaged to a Jewish guy. I don't think you have any problems. <laughs> I don't think we have any problem at all. But not that it would, it would I could care less anyway, but but it was so, um, so cute that that's the way it was. Yes. So we say that, we just, we laugh all the time about it. And so we were teasing and, and, and it just, it's just goes on and on, but they're just wonderful. I love her family and mm-hmm. she's a doll. So hi, Emma. And thank you for listening to our podcast. Keep listening. Thanks, Emma. Yes. Keep Yay. going, darling. Yay. And I'm so proud of her. She's just such a smart kid. I love her. So is she going to graduate school? She doesn't know yet. She took the LSAT, and she's debating what she's going to do. So mm-hmm. she took that two-year off, and Sean told me, Mom, by the way, I'm taking two full years off. Oh, oh, my God. oh I didn't know okay. that. Okay. Which is all right. That's cool. All right. So anyway, that's what we did. And then last, um, what's today? Today's, we're taping Thursday. Wednesday, I was on Fidelity Bank's radio show, as you uh-huh. have been before. Mm-hmm. I was on with the lovely Donna Simpson and Francine Pisano, who I say, because that's her, how I know her. And... Um, um, Francine and Donna both work for the Small Business administration. administration at the University of Scranton. And then, of course, our wonderful, lovely host, Patty DiCipio, and Michelle um, oh, Payne. Michelle yes. Payne was yeah, there. So good. it was good to see her because she's been that's a frequent nice. guest. And yep. so we were. I was on their little show that they do. I guess it's a half hour. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. On the talker. And... Um, it was very, they did a nice job, and so it was fun to be there. Fun to be the person on the other side, not asking the questions. Yeah, how about that? I thought I'd get a little, uh, but I was fine. I did, uh, last week, I did a, a podcast. Um, you know, I, I started this podcast that I've created for the book called Power of the Purse podcast.com but the uh, every maybe every week every other week I record an interview with a woman for the most part I've never met them but they're people that have been referred to me because they've done done some phenomenal work in some area mostly physicians and women physicians and women who have been in their own whatever business and so uh, I was I was talking to this, uh, I I sent an invitation, I shouldn't say I talked to her, I sent an invitation to this woman who also has her own podcast. And before she even signed up for my podcast, she sent me an invitation to be her guest on her own podcast. And it was fun, that was the first time I ever did that, where I was the guest Uh and I I never met this person. That was really weird. But we had a great conversation and it was really a lot of fun. So yesterday, I flipped it around she was my guest uh-huh. and it was just really weird <laughs> but I feel like now having been in her company even if it was only digitally it w- I feel like I know her and we yeah. got into some topics that just blew me away um, just as a as a little um, highlight of the thing she was married is married to a man who was the chief of police um, in Aurora Colorado when the shooting happened in the movie theater. Yeah. And I didn't know whether or not we would want to get into that on the air. You know, I'm doing this thing, and we didn't get into into the emotional aspect of it, but we did talk about it. She mentioned about her husband getting a phone call, and what, and I thought, wow, this. we never talk about that. those people, about um, the emergency responders uh-huh. who do all these things and how it affects their lives. And she told me that her husband was the person who had to go to the 
how many people, I forget the number of how many people were killed and go to their families and tell them that their loved one had been killed. Oh, man. I can't imagine the emotional trauma for someone like that. But we don't talk about those things. We talk about the victims, their families. I get that, and we should. But it's just, we, we forget about these people who carry that with them. Imagine the horror of what they saw when they walked into those places. Uh, unbelievable. I can't even comprehend it. And every time I talk to her, I'm still doing it now, I get chills. It's just such a horrific, truly horrific experience. And I, I just, I feel so badly for people who do that, but we don't, we don't thank them enough. We no. don't bring out the trauma that they go through and we'll, we'll carry with them for the rest of their lives. So my hat off to her husband. Um, it's very sad, but those are the kind of things that pop up in these interviews and you just don't know where they come from. But the more you explore them, the more you find out these incredible things about people that I just love doing these podcasts. I'm having a blast doing it. So in any event, that's that was my story. The other thing I wanted to t- talk about... Did you talk about, just about you as when you just said to me, well, what did you talk about on Fidelity Bank? What did I say? About you, your favorite <laughs> topic, you said. So did you talk about uh, you? Yeah, she would. See, the, the nice part about that, too, is that she sent me some questions in advance, oh, which I okay. do as well, to the people on, on the podcast. All right. Because I don't want them to feel really uncomfortable. You and I know how to do this. We've done this for years about just, you know, talking to people and interviewing them. But a lot of people aren't comfortable without having something prepped. Correct. So in this case, she had sent me some questions. So I kind of had an answer. I just you know, looked over them quickly and thought about how would I answer these questions. But I thought it was good. It was fun. And that that was the whole point, to talk about me. That's what you do with a guest. Exactly, baby. So I was happy to do it. But I also wanted to say as an intro here, with Nisha being here today as our guest expert, one of the things this woman answered in, in my questions to her, I said, what are you most proud of? And she said one of the things that she was very proud of was by the time she was 29 years old, she bought and financed her first house as a single woman. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more when Nisha talks about it. But I just wanted everybody to know it's it's doable. And there's an example. There you go. All right. You heard it from Lynn Evans. Yeah, right. We are going to take a quick break, everybody. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. We'll be right back. Here's Lori and Lynn. Good morning, everybody. I'm Laurie Cadden. And I'm, I will tell them what you are. I'm sorry. I thought you quit. I'm sorry. I just cued myself wrong. And I'm available on (laughs) (laughs) Amazon.com. Where I on Amazon.com? Laurie Cadden, and I am the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. Oh, is it my turn? Yes. Okay. Thank you. My name is Lynn Evans. I'm the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm at Clark Summit. And I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women. Finish it for me. Available on Amazon.com. Ta-da. Mm-hmm. Okay. There we are. So you had something yeah, to say well, about Yeah, well, I want to talk about our Hospice of the Sacred Heart's first annual Remembrance Walk, which is going to be held at McDade Park. I saw the advertisement yes. for that. Yes, mm-hmm. 
in yep, the paper. It is sponsored. The presenting sponsor is Andrew Browns. Mm-hmm. We have several other sponsors. Uh, we have Bucci, uh, Laser Vision. We have the uh, FNCB. We have the agency real estate company and we have several other uh on the horizon here that we're doing with uh because we have three levels and um we're doing uh, doing really well it's going to be held on october 1st at starting at 8 30 registration at 8 30 it's a walk and it is around the pond of mcdade park which is very tranquil and we're going to have a balloon release to remember people a little prayer service some nice little things for the family to do um, mansoor's is doing all the catering so you will be having a light breakfast along with a nice little lunch when you're finished and chili willy i don't know if you saw the donnie martin who owns chili willy the ice cream truck that was mm-hmm. in the paper yesterday yeah, i did see that um, Donnie will be there for ice cream for us, and it is $25 registration fee up through September 14th, and after that is 30 per person. And what's the and date of the walk? The October 1st. Okay. In the morning, it should be a nice fall day, keeping our fingers crossed, and it will be at the main pavilion right near the pond, mm-hmm. and it's going to be very, very nice. It's our first one, very slow and tranquil and peaceful and very much uh, reflective is what we're looking for for the walk. Good. It's The walk is really just a mile the way we have it roped out, so you can go around a few times, but it's it's meant to be more of a peaceful, easy remem- way for people to get together and remember their loved ones, whether they were taken care of at Hospice of the Sacred Heart or something they want to come to because they've had somebody pass in their life and they just want to be able to remember them and be around that kind of environment. Mm -hmm. So that's happening. It's the first ever fundraiser that Hospice of the Sacred Heart is doing and the walk is new. And yeah, and it's just kind of a neat, very tranquil way of getting together and getting a little exercise and walking in memory of of whomever. Is it all level? Yeah, it is. It's a nice walk. We we were there. Uh, Diane Baldy and I were in a golf cart. She actually drove it and one of the guys from the parks or from the um, uh, McDade Park used the measuring the roller. He sat in the back and Diane drove while I was in the next to her the golf cart mm-hmm. around and measured. It was hysterical yeah, because sure. I was she goes, who can drive a golf cart? And, I, and Diane goes, oh, I can. I go, I can't. I don't, I said, I don't like golf. I sleep oh, faster so than people golf, so I don't. <laughs> I push the button. That's yeah, I'm you. afraid. Oh, okay. Uh, so God knows I wound wind up in the pond or something. Yeah. No, I'm, oh, I'm a good driver, that. but I just didn't want to do it so then so it's a mile and then you can walk around as you know the way we have it that's good yeah we're going to have a nice nice day and uh oh uh, michael barbetti uh cpa is also one of our sponsors Mm -hmm. so um and commonwealth ambulance so we have a lot of people who are one source um is helping us and so uh, it's just it's a good good place to be in So we'll talk more about it as it gets closer. I'm sort of like we have a lot of publicity out there, but the push is after Labor Day. For some reason, I think there's this divide between things for the summer still going on until the Labor Day weekend is over and then things start. So that's what we're doing. So you'll hear more about it. Happy to. I think Diane will come on or someone else will come on before we have the walk and talk more about it. So but look for it. You can register on hospicesacredheart.org ahead of time. You get a T-shirt and your um, goodie bag and it'll be nice good yeah so that's what I have to say what else do you have to say Um, I just uh, was thinking about a conversation I had here 
um, on my way to the station with my cousin who uh, shared with me that yesterday um, her mother, who would be my great aunt, um, passed in the morning and she was 99 years wow. old. Wow. And it was, uh, she's the last of that generation. My grandmother was her sister. So all of that generation, there your were four On your mother's them. side or your father's side? Mom's, your mom, my mom's So this side. was your mom's aunt. Right. And they were very, very close. They were only about 11 years apart, and they always did things. Where did know? she live, Lynn? She lived in um, it, Mountainside Villa, I think is the name of the place. Um, but she originally lived in the home where my Uncle Tom Oh yeah, died. on on Oak, on Oak Street. Street. Yeah, that's where that's where she lived. That's where her family was raised, and then she moved out as she got older, because that monster house was just not appropriate for her, uh, but nor was it for him. But that was a different story. Uh, but that's um, I I just wanted we all wanted her to make it to a hundred. But she was about six months shy of that. Aww. But it was. Um, it was interesting to think that she's the last of that generation, and um, her funeral will be next week. But it was just—I I don't know why at that moment I just. But she lived about here it. locally. Yes. Okay. Always did. No, I shouldn't say always. No, when she was married originally, she and her husband lived in New Jersey, and he was with AT and T. It's not wasn't AT and T at the time, but then they moved back here, and um, her husband was 25 years older than her. <gasps> it was a big age difference. Uh, but four four children, uh, close to all my cousins, love them. You know, they're they're great. They were my mom's cousins, actually right. first cousins. But it was just um, it was it's it's sad because it's kind of the end of an era. You know, it's that that whole generation know, that's was, gone. Yeah, because Uncle Tom wasn't too long ago either. Right. And Uncle Tom yes. was taken care of by by hospice, right? Absolutely. Is that what made you think about it? Yes, probably. because yeah, I know that's that... probably what yeah. I thought of because mm -hmm. of the house and where she lived. Yeah. Yep. So maybe you would like to do something on that October 1st if I can't, if I have nothing at the lake planned. You I should. Would, I would like to do that. And I know you're not honor. a morning person, but it's going to be very, very... Well, the okay. way I like, what I really like to say about it is there's races and walks everywhere. Yes. And there's races and walks everywhere. Mm -hmm. So this is a little bit different. It's a little more... It's not a hard. race. It's not a race at no. all. It's a yeah. walk. But it's more important is to get people together who all can talk about um, and understand what it's the feeling of losing a loved one and having whether, again, like I said, obviously anyone who's being taken has been taken care of by hospice of the uh, uh, Sacred Heart people have always you hear so many good things um, but if you weren't and you have lost someone and you just want to come in and know that everyone there is, is sort of remembering the same thing the same type of loss then please join us because I think it'll be great well, I'm going to say, um, this is unsolicited, but I would say that um, that's where, when it became obvious, when he was in Moses Taylor Hospital, that he was not going to ever recover from this. And the doctor said to me, you know, you have a choice of two places to go for a hospice care, because he certainly couldn't go back home. That was out of the question. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I picked Hospice of the Sacred Heart, and I have to say that my experience being there with him was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they took such great care, not just of him, but also of me and the family. Right. That's the part that really blew me away, mm -hmm. was how 
how they really wanted to make sure that everybody was taken care of and in so many different ways. So I, I you don't even have to solicit this from me, but I would just say that I would recommend them highly to anyone. Mm-hmm. It was a great experience as difficult as it, as it was, it was great. Yeah, and whether you're actually in the inpatient unit or at home, the care and what how what I love about hospice in general, first of all, that whole story of Dr. Bucci and starting it in honor of his ma- his wife and how much he loved his wife and she prayed to the Sacred Heart and that's why it's called that and how this that. whole story started and Diane being the first and only employee and mm-hmm. uh, we've told the story a lot, but it's just it's amazing to know where it's come for they've come from 13, 14 years ago to where they are today and what you hear all the time that the they believe and hospice believes that it's not that's the patient who obviously they're caring for but it's the extended family that needs to be cared for too in their own way and it's so important to to know that and to understand the whole families in this together so i think they do a great job yeah they do so thanks for that lynn so, so I wanted to talk about nine financial planning rules for women because it will allow us then to segue right into our guest expert, Miss Nisha, Nisha Aurora. Aurora. So let me uh, start with this. I, I read this quote and I absolutely loved it. It said, the first one is prioritize your goals. There's a great cartoon out there that says if you want to understand a woman's mind, imagine 280,000 apps open at the same time all the time Uh Uh, we've got all these competing priorities that's the truth so one of the most important things is to try to decide what's most important on your financial to-do list that's number one I'd like to get this over here number two pick the right planner I didn't write this I'm just saying this is (laughs) what it says Uh third-party disinterested person says finding a financial planner who understands your needs and with whom you feel comfortable is another key step but research shows many women are having a tough time getting the right match Uh, she this woman who was interviewed in this said many of the respondents reported experiencing disrespect and condescension in the financial services industry, as well as receiving poor advice. While noting that 95% of high net worth women use financial advisors, the study's authors concluded that overall, women don't trust the financial services industry. Gee, I wonder why. Uh-huh. That's why I'm around. Okay. Here you go. Number three, invest with more confidence. Um, in an instant response audience survey during the recent Vanguard webcast, 37% of women respondents said they were not at all confident about their investment decisions, while nearly 50% said they were somewhat confident, and only 13% they were very confident. But that gap in investment savvy may not be as wide as women perceive it to be. Women have a lot of the basic building blocks to be great investors. They don't get distracted on near-term market volatility the way men sometimes do. Women are generally less interested than men in learning about things like expense ratios and blah, blah, blah. So to some degree, it has to do with the way the industry tends to make financial information overly complicated. With a good amount of education and proper context relating the investment process to their personal goals, I find that women make excellent investment decisions. Uh, Number four, fight market phobia. Uh, Being too conservative, not to mention shying away from the stock market altogether, can actually leave you more financially vulnerable. 
whatever one this is, number five, six, protect your retirement. Just as flight attendants instruct passengers to first don their own air masks in case of emergency before placing one on your child, financial planning requires the same protocol. Your financial survival depends on paying yourself first by saving for retirement. Make sure that your house is in order, that your finances are secure, and then you can look around and see what your capacity is to help other people around you. Next one, know your spouse's retirement plans. This is something I never thought about. But most people never do. I, women do not know what their husbands have in financial um, retirement plans. Prepare for a changing job market. We've talked about that forever, that you need to have your so-called emergency fund. And finally, this one's a big one, set limits on helping the kids. Women tend to be the softies and they give out money from their retirement plans to their kids when they shouldn't because they'll never see it back again. So, there you go. How's that? From the retirement, if From you the can help them in other ways. Or even other ways. They, yeah. they just, they do it, and they, they're taking it away from themselves. So we don't want to do that. And again, one of the things we did talk about was women investing in a house, in their own home, at some point early in their lives. Very important. Mm-hmm. And with that, yes. we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Nisha Aurora, who's our guest expert today from ERA One Source Realty. Here's Lori and Lynn. everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business available on Amazon.com. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. And my name is Lynn Evans. I am the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm at Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women, available wherever. (laughs) Amazon.com. Thank you, Nisha. (laughs) Joining us today is the lovely and talented (laughs) Miss Nisha Aurora, queen of all things at ERA One Source Realty. That's what she told me. I have to call her now. Oh, she's the I forgot my crown. uh And her her mother has been dethroned, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, right. So anyway, Nisha's with ERA One Source, she is legal counsel for general counsel for yeah. ERA One Source, and uh, ERA has about a hundred agents in um, nine, ten offices, uh, t- ten <laughs> counties, seven offices, counties. right? Uh, ten seven, counties, right? Yeah, seven offices. Seven offices. Ten there counties. we go. There we are. I think we're. We might be over a hundred. Are you? We, we've had some new recruits, so it's very okay. exciting. Yay! Yeah. And um, we actually found out yesterday that we won the Times Tribune um, Reader's Choice Award again this year. Yay. For best real estate company. So that was exciting because it was my first year of pushing for, you know. To people to vote. mm -hmm, Yeah. People to vote. And I was really nervous because once my mom wins something, then she can't lose again. Yeah. Uh That's the that's the Aquarius. Yeah, okay. I know. She's very competitive. I know. So uh, I was super nervous because I'm not competitive at all. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, I was. I'm glad all of our people showed up to vote. And thank you, everyone, who went out there and filled out that really annoying ballot because mm-hmm. it was it pretty was. long. It was. They are always. I don't know. I wonder who won the gift cards because I. Probably- what did she get out of that deal? <laughs> 
We when just, will it be posted, the winners? Oh, I'm not sure. We just found out yesterday. Okay. And, oh, just yesterday. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know when the winners will be posted. So is she breathing a sigh of relief? She was no, excited. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, there were a lot of other companies coming for it this year because mm-hmm. we sort of, it was a surprise that we won last year. And I mean, we know we're the best real estate company in Northeastern Pennsylvania, yes. but mm-hmm. it was a surprise to us because we didn't, weren't really... You know, we didn't push for everyone to vote for us or even say that we were nominated. So that's great. Congratulations. Yeah. So the ballot was a little different this year, but I'm I really am thankful for everyone who went out there and filled it out for us. Well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's terrific. So it's that, great. That was the excitement for this week. Um, but what I decided to talk about today was how exciting it is for single women who are thinking about buying. A house. All the single women. Yep. yep. All the single ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So being a single woman myself who owns my own house, it um, is important for me to tell people that it is possible for them too. So I have some tips um, and some stats. I love stats. You know, everyone knows that. <laughs> I'm like such an Excel spreadsheet nerd. <laughs> so... Women have actually been outpacing men in the real estate market for several years now. And single women in their 20s and 30s represent 14% of first-time buyers compared with 8% of single men in that age group. Wow, Wow. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so that's like shout out to all the girls out there who are um, doing it on their own. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess some of the things that are important to keep in mind if you are interested in purchasing a house as a single woman is you're working on one income so you don't have dual income there and or I mean you you don't necessarily need to be I guess a single income purchaser so single woman single man single anybody Mm -hmm. Um, but the number one tip would be to save your down payment because uh, having a good down payment on one income is important but there are also a ton of new programs now that let you buy a house without a big down payment so we're looking at three percent down for fha loans and then there's new first-time homebuyer programs too yeah nisha how about how many people do you think take advantage of seller assist a lot that that was one other point i was going to touch on okay so if you're looking at houses and you're saying i don't have closing costs together that doesn't mean you can't afford it because the seller assist is basically where you put an offer in on the house um, at a certain price, but you ask for a seller credit for a percentage or a certain amount. So your loan amount will be for the price that you put the offer in. So say I put an offer in on a house for $100,000, but I ask for a $15,000 seller assist. When it comes time to close, I'll have a $15,000 credit um, towards, which helps pay your closing costs. Mm -hmm. Because at closing for a buyer, you would be paying for title insurance, any loan points, and the cost of the loan, plus taxes in advance and anything that needs to get escrowed. And the beauty of what a seller assist, in case people don't know what it actually means, is that um, the number one, the seller does not pay commission on the seller assist. So even though there's an increase in price, it's not, the seller is not paying the increase right. on the uh, on the commission, and the only thing I think that you ever have to really worry about niche with this. Correct me if I'm wrong, is on the buyer side is is that 
and the seller, obviously, is that obviously to sell a home that you're getting a mortgage for, you need to have it appraised. And so if the appraisal does not come back mm-hmm. because you've increased the value now, that's the really only risk, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say, to this whole the snag? Yeah. that it, or The only snag it could possibly be for the seller assist is that it, it won't comp. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And, and that doesn't usually happen, but it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. We've been doing really well with the appraisals. Nothing's really coming back in. Thank God. Do they seem to be gunning back mm-hmm. a little bit. Okay, good. Yeah. We were talking about it yesterday at an office meeting, actually, that um, units are up for Lackawanna and Luzerne County, like the sale of units, but the sale price doesn't seem to be going mm-hmm. up as fast. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's a good demand and a low inventory, which makes it, you know, a beneficial market for sellers. However, buyers are much more, I don't know, educated or, uh, uh, I guess, um, they're playing hardball and negotiating hard. So buyers are getting good deals on houses that normally I think would be priced a little bit higher. So Scranton City is priced probably 30% below market value. I was going to tell you that what I'm hearing so often from people is how the heck am I going to sell my house? I live in Scranton. I'd move, but how am I going to sell my house? I live in Scranton. Mm -hmm. And of course, there are pockets of Scranton that sell and continue to sell and have always sold. However, there are places where because of the property tax and the uncertainty of different things, people are leery of putting it on the market because they need to get what they need to get out of it. And as you're saying, the, the price is lower because it's Scranton City. Well, wage tax is kind of... Wage tax is second highest in the city. Yeah. The state, the excuse state, me. Yeah. Behind Philadelphia. Just behind Philadelphia. And yeah. our cost of living might be cheaper here, but uh, we're nowhere near the salary no. numbers that Philadelphia is. No. So it, it's not really sustainable it's going It's bizarre forward. that we are that level. When we're talking Scranton, we're, not comp- we're talking apples and oranges. I told you I have a client who's had a house in the hill section. Now it's been eight years it's been up for sale. No way. Yes, they can't sell it. They can't sell it. It's a beautiful, beautiful home. Well, they haven't overpriced. Well, maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Right, Nisha? Things are moving. I mean, if things are priced... You know, if you if, if they're you, priced right, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. If it's, you really want to sell, your house will sell in less than six months, but you have to price it competitively. So that might not mean that you get everything you want out of it. Mm-hmm. So we had a, a, we had, well, we have a closing today that I'm not going to, but the seller's bringing a little bit of money to the table yeah, for happens. a house that I thought, you know, in a neighborhood that normally flies, but they they decided that. They wanted to take mm-hmm. and get out. Yep. Because mm-hmm. the winter's coming too, so. And what about the people who just get out, Nito, Nisha? What are, Nita, Nisha, what are we looking at there? Like, are people still walking away? Oh, like uh, deeds in lieu of foreclosures? Yeah, and or, stuff? yeah just saying, see ya, you, you foreclose, I don't um, care. Foreclosures walk- are down. They, are they down? Yeah, I don't remember. Well, my mother was telling me these stats the other day because she doesn't sleep at night. She sets up all, <laughs> they all night. They all in her head. On her, they, they dance yeah. like sugar plums, but yeah. it's all those kind of stats. <laughs> so she stuff. doesn't count sheep. She counts mortgage percentage points. Oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah, foreclosures, foreclosures for, for the, this past quarter, I know Monroe County was down. Generally, I think that Northeastern Pennsylvania is down in foreclosures. Okay. I think there were states that were up 
um, but we were not one of them. Thank God. Which is good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's going to take, I mean, it's since 2008, Lynn, that that recession hit. Yep. It's still yep. taken a long time to work our way out of that in I so was, many ways. Uh, I was listening to... Uh, Oh, what's the guy's name? He's on CNBC this morning. He's out of Chicago, and I can't think of his name right now. But he was talking about the, I guess the statistics came out this morning about um, the new home building, whatever that's called, of last month versus this month. They adjusted it downward last month, but it almost went up to a full 1% this month over last month, which is a good sign for the economy. But um, I just, even at that, when I think of it, I think, eh. It's just, it, there's something that didn't happen in this recovery since 2008. Mm-hmm. It isn't, it's just moving along at a snail's chug, pace. Chug, 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 chug. And it's I just know. not going anywhere. So the, the numbers, they're moving up, then they go down, then they go back. And we also had something this morning about the unemployment rate in, in our area, in Lackawanna County. It's up again, mm-hmm. higher than the average. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nisha, do these ladies um, who are buying first time, like our single women who are buying, are they, do you know if it's mostly um, existing properties or, or new new construction? Existing properties. Existing, okay. Yeah, so the, the two, well, the two I'm thinking of, the most recent two that we did, um, were both existing properties. Okay. And one was um, a, a woman who moved here from another state. She relocated for a job. And then the other one sold her townhouse and bought um a bigger house so mm-hmm. yeah they kind of just and single women home buyers are awesome to work with because yeah. they kind of know what they want and they mm-hmm. just and they don't have to do say it. let me confer with my husband or whomever i'm just they make the decision it's done yeah well, I just think like anybody who doesn't have to deal with the other person that's correct yeah yeah hello mm-hmm. i don't know how i'm ever going to deal with another person yeah that's <laughs> a tough thing uh-huh it uh, is it's really, it yeah. is. I don't care what. It's I know. hard. It is. Yeah. So one of the other tips that I looked at was to make sure that your retirement fu- account is properly funded, which I'm sure Lynn will concur mm-hmm. before you go spending money and investing in real estate. Make sure you have a little bit of a cushion for retirement because it is more expensive to be a homeowner than to be a renter. Right. And you do have less disposable income. And I always tell people that they should have six months of savings um, before- good before they think about it. And what I learned is that the mortgage payment when your taxes aren't escrowed, that tax bill at the end of the year or the one that you get in January Uh and the one you get in July is really a rude awakening. Especially the January ones because you just spent all that money on Christmas. Uh Well, if you did escrow. Escrow. The only thing about escrow is one thing, and I know this for sure, is they do take more out than they they need. So, but... I mean, if you know that you don't have to worry and that's mm-hmm. what it is, do it. It makes it a lot easier to yeah, budget do and it. you're not worried that way. And then um, another good tip is to plan so that you're going to be in the home for five to seven years because there are costs associated with closing. There's moving, there's your time, there's your energy. So you don't really want to be running, flipping houses and moving every two to three years. Mm-hmm. It just becomes, even if you get a great deal, it becomes not profitable at that point. And the average is seven years for people to move houses anyway, or move homes. 
And how can someone, because we have 20 oh, yes. seconds, okay, so how can people get in touch with you? You can go on our website, www.era1.com. Um, we have a great Facebook page also. You can contact me at the Clark Summit office, 570-587-9999, or via email, n-a-r-o-r-a.era at gmail.com. Thank you, Nisha, very much. Thank you, guys. Thanks Thank for joining you. us. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a wonderful, happy, uh, and uh, last uh, weekend of uh, summer so unofficially. Sad. So oh. enjoy, and we will see you soon. Thanks for, for again for listening. Be safe and be nice. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.